from Matthew, the second chapter, verses 1 through 12. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and mirth. Then being divinely warned in a dream of that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. Thank you, Brother Gerald. Good morning, church. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today, <clears throat> especially if you're visiting. We would like to ask that you will stay around a few moments after our services uh, so that we can welcome you and get to know you, and thank you for being here with us today. Uh, I want to mention a few things that are coming up that we haven't uh, had the opportunity to mention. Uh, a few weeks ago, we had our Christmas cards that we shared and put them in bags uh, back here in the ministry building. Those are out here in the lobby. So if you are here today and you've not gotten yours, we want you to encourage you to go by and pick those up. Uh, also, we want to encourage some of the rest of you. If uh, you know someone that you live close to, or um, someone that you've been wanting to visit, if you'll go by and look uh, on those bags and see a name uh, that maybe someone you live close to or someone you want to visit, pick that up and take that to them. I know they will appreciate it and you will be blessed because of your visit. Also, uh, there are some uh, putting together a New Year's Eve party gathering, if you will. On December the 31st, now that's fifth Sunday for us, so we will not have uh, evening services that, that night. But at 7 p.m. back here in the ministry building, we'll meet 7 p.m. until, and here's what you need to bring. Uh, so if, if you want to be a part of this, and we hope that you do, uh, beginning at 7 p.m. Uh, Sunday evening, December 31st, that's New Year's Eve, bring drinks, 
and finger foods, also board games uh, and cards. Uh, there's also sign-up lists in the foyer. So if you want to be a part of this, please sign that list. Uh, make plans to be uh, with some of the church family. And so uh, that's on uh, December the 31st, New Year's Eve. Uh, so I want you to be a part of those things. So make note of those things, uh, if you will. Uh, also, I want us to remember uh, so, several and start with prayer as we begin our lesson this morning. Um, but uh, we're thankful that uh, Tasia and Autumn is here with us. Uh, I want to remind you to continue to remember Miss Debbie and her family as her aunt uh, is at the end of her life. Uh, but also, as brought to our attention uh, middle of last week, uh, that Marcella Strickland, uh, this is MJ's sister, uh, is not doing well at all. Um, and it's believed that she may also be at the uh, point of the end of her life. And so we want to remember uh, MJ and Ann and their family as, uh, uh, as Marcella is not doing well. So as we begin this morning, let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Holy Father, we thank you for this day. And Father, we thank you for all that you give us. Father, we are especially thankful for this time of the year where many people are thinking about Jesus. Father, we pray that uh, you will use us to uh, share the great message, the good news of Jesus Christ. Father, we... Uh, thank you for the opportunity to come together and freely worship you today. We ask that you will continue to bless us with this opportunity. Father, we're thankful for our church family. We ask that you will bless our church family. We're thankful for our leaders. We ask that you will be with our elders, that you will bless them and their families. Father, we're thankful that uh, Brother Donnie Jean is doing uh, so much better. And Father, we're thankful that he's able to be here with us today. Father, continue to bless him and, and bless his health. And Father, be with all of our elders and bless them with, with good health as well. Father, we also ask that you will be with our deacons, that you will bless them and their families and our ministers and their families. Father, we're, thank, we're thankful for each and every member. Father, we uh, are thankful that... Uh, Tasia has uh, successfully had her baby, uh, Miss Autumn, and Father, we're thankful that they're able to be here. We pray that you will continue to bless her with good health. Um, Father, we pray that you will be with uh, Wesley and Tasia. And Father, we pray that you will bless them as parents and that you will uh, help them to choose you. And Father, help them to raise Autumn uh, in your sight. And to love you and to follow you and, Father, to, to live righteously before you. Father, we are also mindful of Miss Debbie and her family uh, and, Father, with her Aunt Doris. Father, as she is at the end of her life, Father, we pray that you will just be with this family. Uh, Father, that you will uh, surround them, that you will hold them, bless them with the strength that they need. Father, to uh, deal with the coming days and weeks and months. Father, we also pray for uh, Marcella Strickland and her family. Father, as it seems that uh, she is very ill and uh, possibly at the end of her life. And Father, we pray. Uh, Father, she has fought, uh, as MJ was telling me the other day, fought a great battle uh, over the last 12 years uh, with cancer. And Father, we pray that, uh, that you will just be with her and bless her. And Father, that you will give her peace. And Father, that you will help her to be in as little as pain as possible. Father, be with MJ and Ann. We ask that you will bless them and bless all of their family. Father, we also want to remember uh, several of our family members, Father, who have lost loved ones over the last few months and even over the past year and past years. Father, this 
can be a difficult time. And Father, we just pray that you will be with them and bless them. Father, again, we thank you for this opportunity to be here today. We thank you for being in our presence. We thank you that we have the opportunity to worship you. Father, bless our time together today. Forgive us of all of our many sins. In Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. I hope that you will leave your Bibles open there or your electronic device uh, device to Matthew chapter 2. And we'll be talking about uh, the story there that takes place in the first few uh, verses of the book of Matthew chapter 2. I want to ask you a question. Do you have your Christmas shopping done? Some of us do, some of us do not. Well, uh, if you are not aware, uh, you have one week left. Um, This time next uh, week will be Christmas Eve, and so if you've not finished, uh, you have one week left. And in a time where uh, a lot of people are thinking about shopping, a lot of people are thinking about gifts, a lot of people are thinking about the gifts that they may receive, uh, especially young people, right? Uh, I know our our kids, they they ask, "What, what are we getting? This is my list. This is what I would like. And so a lot of us think about the gifts that we might receive. And this time next week, or maybe some of you will be doing that this week, you will be opening those presents and anticipating what's inside and anticipating the gifts that you have purchased, the one opening them, and will they like them? Will they be excited? What uh, What will their attitude be about this gift that you have given them? During all of this, when so many are thinking about gifts So many are thinking about uh, the gifts that they will be receiving. I want to encourage us all the time, but especially over this next week. I want to encourage us to think about the greatest gift that has ever been given. Jesus. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about His birth. I'm talking about what He actually is. The gift that He actually is. I mean, listen, over this next week, any gift that you unwrap, it cannot compare. It will not compare to the gift of Jesus. You see, that's why it's important to talk about Jesus. That's why it's important to do the things that we do. Because we all know That there are two pathways, Jesus tells us. There's one that leads to eternal life, and there's one that leads to eternal death. That's why it's important to talk about Jesus. And that's why throughout this week, as you unwrap a gift, I want you to think about the greatest gift that's ever been given. The gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. The gift of life. The gift of eternal life through Him. In December 1903, after many attempts, the Wright brothers finally were able to, this craft that they have built, to fly a little bit. And they were ecstatic. And so they immediately went and sent a telegraph to their sister Catherine. And the telegraph read this way. We have actually flown 120 feet. We will be home for Christmas. Catherine hurried to the editor of the newspaper and showed them him telegraphed. And he looked at it and he said, how nice, the boys will be home for Christmas. He had totally missed the news. 
He had totally missed the big news that man had flown. Couldn't it be the case that this time of the year, when so many are focusing on boxes that will be wrapped, we call them gifts or presents. So many are focusing on the birth of Jesus and when that was. That through all of that, we can miss the big news. And the big news is that God has given us the greatest gift that could ever be given. And the Bible tells us it was wrapped in swaddling clothes. So let's not miss the big news. Matthew chapter 2, I want us to notice the scene. After Jesus had been born. And we'll notice later in this chapter, a lot of times we think it was they were still in the manger, but it seems that they were in some sort of house at that time. And after Jesus had been born, wise men come from the east. Now, we don't know a lot about these men. Uh, the Bible tells us that they are wise men. They come from the east. And most people believe it was only three. I mean, that's what the story says. Most believe it's, uh, uh, there were three because there were three gifts. But we really don't know. The Bible just says that wise men came from the east. Some of your versions may use the term magi. A magi is the transliteration of the Greek word uh, that means wise men. That was the traditional rendering of it, wise men. We also get our word magician uh, from that word. Uh, one person said this of magi. Magi were seekers after knowledge, although their knowledge was a mixture of science and superstition. Uh, someone also noted these were wise men specializing in astrology, medicine, and natural science. That may have been the reason that they saw the star rising because they studied the stars. They were constantly looking at the stars. And so they noticed this star rising. God had somehow convinced these wise men to journey to this place to follow this star so they could see the Messiah, the Christ child, the one who is born king. And they followed. They knew something was special about this baby. About this baby that, would be in, that was being born, King of the Jews. You think about Herod. The Bible calls Herod here, Matthew chapter 2, a king. And a king, a person like Herod who was power thirsty who was so power-thirsty that any, any person that would threaten his power on his throne, he would want to do away with them. And so the announcement of a king being born, you see, Herod had not been born king. Herod had been appointed king by the Romans. And because of his bloodthirsty lust for power, Herod would sink as low as to kill young babies that would threaten his power. Uh, 
The New King James says he was troubled. Uh, That word literally means to shake or to stir up. Herod was terrified. And so these wise men, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 2, they came following the star and they came seeking the Christ child, the one who was born king of the Jews. And they inquired where he was at because they were seeking to worship him. In fact, notice in verse 11. Matthew chapter 2 and verse 11. Notice what the Bible says. The Bible says, They entered the house and saw the child with its mother Mary. And they bowed down and they worshipped him. Verse 10 tells us, When they saw the child or where the star was over the child, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. Now, why were they so joyous? Because they had sought the Christ child, the one who was born king, to bring him what he deserved. They were bringing to this greatest gift of all time what he deserved their worship. And their gifts. So I want us to think about the gifts that they brought. The Bible tells us that they brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I want us to think about those for a minute. They brought gifts that were fit for a king. The Bible says when they had opened their treasures, this was like a treasure chest. And so when they opened their treasures, they presented these gifts to the one born king of the Jews, the Christ child. And so they gave him the gift of gold. Gold was commonly a gift that was fit for a king and commonly given to kings. For example, in 1 Kings chapter 10 and 2 Chronicles chapter 9, they, uh, there the Bible tells us that gifts of gold were offered to the king. And we understand that gold is something valuable, don't we? In fact, in Scripture, gold was used in the construction of the tabernacle and the Ark of the Covenant and the furniture in the tabernacle. Also in the Old Testament, in the construction of the temple. Gold was used in the construction of the temple and its contents. In Genesis 24, Numbers 1 and Exodus chapter 32, we find that gold was used to form bracelets and necklaces and earrings. Also in the book of Exodus chapter 32, we find that gold were used to, was used to form idols or gods. Remember Aaron put the gold in the fire and he told Moses, out pop this golden calf. And so gold was used for a number of reasons, but it was valuable. It was a valuable material. And so they brought gifts of gold. They also brought gifts of frankincense. Uh, Frankincense, the word literally means pure incense. And that's what it was used for because of its sweet-smelling aroma. It was a resin or a gum that was extracted from the bark of a tree grown in southern Arabia. 
In Old Testament times, it was used in offering of worship to God. In fact, Exodus chapter 30 and verse 7, the Bible clearly specifies and states that this frankincense was not to be for people, but only for Jehovah. Over in the New Testament, uh, when this word is mentioned, it's also mentioned as it had to do in service to God. And so they brought gifts of gold and frankincense. They also brought gifts of myrrh. Myrrh also was a resin or a gum uh, that was from another tree also grown in Arabia. And this gum or resin was made into an aromatic perfume. It was used to, to make the bed smell better. It was used to make clothes smell better. It was also used in some kinds of incense and also in oils that was used to, for anointing. It was used to anoint bodies that had been deceased. And these wise men, they came seeking Jesus, the Christ child, the King born, King of the Jews. And they offered these gifts fit for a king. David Roper writes the following, notice it if you will. Some see symbolic significance in these gifts. Gold was a gift fit for a king. And as the name suggests, frankincense was used as incense. It was a gift for a priest. Myrrh was used in preparing a body for burial. It was a gift fit for a Savior. A Savior who had to die for our sins. Jesus was all of these. King, priest, Savior. These men were being, bringing the best. To offer to the best gift ever offered. Jesus. Now you may ask the question, and if you are, I'm glad you're asking because we're going to ask, ask it and try to answer it. What does this mean for us? What does Matthew chapter 2, and when Jesus is born here, what does that mean for us? What are these gifts that these wise men brought? What does that mean for us? Well, from the example of the wise men, it, it shows us that there are some challenges for us. It shows us that there are some questions that we need to answer. You see, they came, the Bible says, seeking to worship the Lord. Do we seek to worship the Lord today or any other day? I don't mean just attending a service. That's not what I'm talking about. You see, anybody can attend a service. What I'm talking about is, do we come today truly seeking to worship God because we know He has given us the greatest gift that can ever be given? You see, the wise men, they sought to worship the king. They brought the greatest gifts that they could think of, or they, they had, that they had access to, to 
present in worship to the greatest present gift ever given. What gifts do we bring? The Lord. I mean, what is it? What is it we are bringing, offering, and worship to the Lord today? What are the gifts that we bring as we bow our hearts down in worship to God because of the greatest gift He has given us? Well, you may say, "Now, wait a minute." You know, these wise men, it seems from uh, from the uh, from the text, it seems that they were very wealthy. And you know, I, I'm not that wealthy. I don't have a bunch of gold to bring to the Lord in worship today. I don't have uh, the finest of frankincense, and I don't have the finest of myrrh to bring to offer God in my worship today. So what is it you do bring? During this time of the year, one of the uh, things that we enjoy doing is listening to Christmas music. One of my favorite songs is The Little Drummer Boy. And if, you, if you'll look at the words to this song, or listen to it the next time you hear it, notice what the song is talking about. The little drummer boy, he has been called to go and see and present gifts to the King of Kings. To the Christ child. And in the song he declares, listen, I'm just a poor boy too. I don't have any gifts that's fit for a king. And so I offer to you, as the song goes, the music that I can play for you on my drum. What is the song about? The poor drummer boy coming to worship the Christ child And he says, I don't have gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I don't really have gifts fit for a king. All I have is what I have. And so the lesson for us today is, what do we bring in worship to the Lord? We offer ourselves. We have been created by God with our various personalities with our various talents and gifts, and we are to bring our, to, our, to God in our worship to Him ourselves. We are created to give Him glory. Remember what Paul said in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Presenting ourselves to God. That's what I have. That's what I have. And that's what I have to offer. We could do like the Macedonians did in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 5. We can offer ourselves. Notice what Paul says. But they first gave themselves to God and then to us. You see, they first gave themselves to God and then the work of the church. 
They were, they were not going, well, I don't have this gift and I don't have that gift and I can't do this and I can't do that. They said, I'm God, I'm giving you what I have. And I'm giving you myself first. You see, we're also called to give our best to Him. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, Paul would say, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And how do you do that, Paul? And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We are the gifts to bring to God. So whatever your best is, bring it and offer it to God in worship as the church gathers for worship. But bring it each and every day, the best that I have to offer, because that's what God has given me. You see, God has not asked me to give the best. God has asked me to give my best to Him in worship and in service. When the wise men found Jesus, they worshipped Him and they gave Him gifts. Are we being as wise as they? May not have gold. May not have frankincense. May not have myrrh. But we have. But we've been given. Ourselves. Long ago there ruled in Persia a king. This king loved his people. He loved his people so much, he wanted to know how they live. And so he would dress up, disguise himself as some poor beggar. And he would go out into the villages. And he would mingle with the people. One day he met this this poor beggar. And he went to his house. And he ate the coarse food of the poor man. And then he left, never revealing who he really was. And so he left, he never revealed himself to anyone, but he returned back one day to that man. And this time he revealed his identity. And he said, I am your king. And when he did that, the king thought that the man would ask for money or some sort of favor or gift. But he didn't. This is what the man said. You left your palace and your glory to visit me in this dark, dreary place. You ate the coarse food that I ate. You brought gladness to my heart. To others you have given your riches gift. Your rich gifts. To me... You have given yourself. In Matthew chapter 2, Luke chapter 1, and other places, the Bible tells us, John chapter 3, John chapter 1, that God has given us the greatest gift. 
Jesus, in turn, gave us Himself. The wise men gave gifts in return. What do I give? Why is all that important? Look at verse 4 of Matthew chapter 2. See, when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Where did Jesus spend most of his time? Jerusalem. Who lived in Jerusalem? Hebrews. Israelites. God's people. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. Did they know that? They knew that. Uh, for they tell him, but you in Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, they're, they're quoting from Micah chapter 5 and verse 2. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Now the story doesn't really reveal, but at this time, when the wise men are seeking the Christ child, the one born king of the Jews, they are there to seek to worship him and offer him gifts. Where are God's people? Where are God's people? You see, God's people knew where He would be born. But at that moment, God's people were not going, seeking to worship. But the wise men, they did. So the challenge for us is to ask ourselves, am I seeking to worship the Lord? What am I bringing as a gift when I worship the Lord? When I live every day of my life, offering our bodies, our lives as living sacrifices to the Lord. You want to talk about a gift that has the potential to turn the world upside down? You see, here's the greatest gift of all. It's Jesus in my life, offering my life back to God, offering my worship to God and my service to Him and to others for His glory. You want to talk about turning the world upside down. It all started with the greatest gift that was given by Almighty God. Are you here today? Have you come seeking to worship the Lord? It's our prayer that you have. Have you come seeking to give your life to the Lord? Listen to me. I know our time is up. But think about this. This week, we're going to be giving gifts. Now imagine if today, because you have been given the greatest gift of all time, imagine today 
If you are outside of Jesus Christ, imagine the gift that you could extend to your family because you have given your life to Jesus. You have taken hold of eternal life and salvation through Jesus Christ. It's our prayer, if you're here today, that you will do that. That you will give your life in faith and obedience by being buried with Christ. Not just to get wet, but because you believe. And because you want to give your life to Him. Maybe it is you're here today and maybe you're worship. You haven't been really seeking to worship the Lord. Oh, you've been sitting here. I've done that before. Just been sitting here without seeking to worship the Lord. Maybe you're here today and you're like that. You don't have to wait till January 1st to make a New Year's resolution. You can begin a new life, a renewed life seeking to worship the Lord. You can begin a renewed life of offering your life as a living sacrifice. As together we stand and sing.